How concerned is the public about IT security? That's something IT services provider Unisys asks twice a year. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to welcome back Steve Vincic, Vice President and Partner at Unisys Global Security Solutions. Hi, Steve. Hi, Eric. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Thanks. Since the second half of 2007, Unisys conducts a random survey of American adults every six months to gauge their attitude towards security and produces an index that tracks those views. The latest Unisys security index for the first half of 2012 shows not only a significant 35-point drop from the last half of 2011, but at 131 is the lowest level since the survey began four and a half years ago. A rating of 131 means respondents are moderately concerned about security, And since Unisys began, the survey each half-year rating was in the moderately concerned area. Still, such a big drop from one six-month period to another must be surprising. How do you explain such a drop? Looking back at the last, the previous survey in the in the first half of 2011, you know we had a, a very high score, and we attributed it to a couple of things. One was there was a, a lot of concern around national security and personal security, and we related that to the Arab Spring, the unrest in the Middle East, in addition to a lot of attention around some very high-profile. Uh, cyber attacks, such as the Sony cyber attack or RSA, for example. And those combined items really kind of elevated the concern with the American population. Now, looking back at this most recent survey, we're seeing that some of those activities just haven't been as highly publicized. And I think to some extent, we're becoming a little bit immune to some of the, the news around the cyber attacks that are occurring. You're saying the perceptions there that uh, it's not being as reported as widely, at least maybe in the popular press? I think that's right. I, th- I don't think the attacks are as reported as much, and I don't think the repercussions are really clear and evident to consumers and, and to the citizens. For example, you know, with mobile security, if they don't use a strong password, they don't really necessarily relate that to having their data compromised. That's what's showing up in the results of this survey this time around. Perhaps that's why in the survey, when you list four different areas, the one that has the least concern, although still within that moderate area, is the security of the Internet, which is down at 119, and that's far below the ones for financial, national, personal security. Is it just a comfort level people have with the Internet that causes them not to be as, as worried about that as other areas? That's part of it. I think the other part is, you know, consumers are looking for, the, the companies, the organizations that they interact with to do more with security. And they're looking to go to organizations that will provide a, a higher level of assurance for the transactions they want to conduct online. They're seeing some companies start to do that with the you know, one-time passwords, other types of strong authentication, and, and seeing that as, a, I guess, a more comfort level in conducting those transactions. Now, the survey identifies the top three concerns as identity theft, bank card fraud, and national security as it relates to terrorism. Do you feel these concerns are justified? I do. And, and looking at you know identity theft, and uh, you know I think we still uh, most consumers from the, the results we've seen in this survey, we can gather that from identity theft perspective, they're still looking at not necessarily online identity theft or internet-based identity theft. It's it's more to the traditional types of identity theft that occurs and that impacts their personal security. And so that, again, is the difference. We haven't really seen, even though we've seen examples where a large you know, credit card processing firms have had compromised personal information, you know, millions of, of records of consumer information out there, the impact of that really hasn't been seen on the, from an Internet security perspective. When you talk about bank card fraud, 
basically people using your, your credit or debit card to get money? Right. With bank card fraud, you know, we, we look at it you know, from a financial security perspective. How are consumers, you know, what are the concerns around bank card fraud? Are they experiencing more of it? And, and what we're seeing is, you know, as one of the, the, the kind of, as we said, the most worrisome issues that, that the consumers are facing this time around, concerns around bank card fraud, concerns around conducting transactions online with untrusted sources. And so that goes back to having organizations that build a, a stronger level trust within the, their processes, within the transactions they conduct online, and protecting against bank card fraud from occurring. Looking at that as a, as a major concern from financial security and tying that back into the personnel and internet security issues. What captures your attention in this survey? I think one of the areas uh, that kind of piqued my interest was around mobility and the use of mobile devices to conduct transactions online to do more with those devices than we have over the last year or so. And I think just the, the proliferation of the mobile devices uh, in, in the United States and how people are using those devices more to conduct these transactions, they're now seeing they need to secure them a little bit better. And so one of the questions we have are around, you know, what type of password or authentication is good enough for you when you want to conduct transactions online? You know, looking at that, there's, there's still a segment of the population that says, uh, I'm, I'm happy with a, just a simple password, you know, about 30% of people, but the majority of people are now looking at the use of strong passwords or things like biometrics or other types of authentication technologies to supplement you know, the security on that device. Is there a way to determine whether what people are telling you is the reality of what they actually practice? No, unfortunately not. But what we see, though, from the enterprises and you know the government and on the commercial side as well, the organizations that we work with, uh, you know, the whole consumerization of IT and bringing mobile devices into the workplace, what we're seeing is evidence that people are willing to come in and say, "I want to use my own device, and I'm willing to have my my you know my company require uh, strong passwords or require my device to be registered with them, and and the ability to remotely." wipe data off of this device because I want to have the flexibility of just using one device for both personal and business. And so that's kind of this you know, implied agreement with the company you work for that you're willing to do that. And part of it is the willingness to use a stronger authentication or strong password. And so from that perspective, I think we can glean that, that people are more willing to do it and are actually you know, going through with it. Also, you break things down by different demographics, uh, age, education. Uh, anything striking in those uh, results? One of the things that we saw that was fairly striking actually was around national security and in the age range of young adults from ages 18 to 24 they, that they were seriously concerned about um, you know, healthcare epidemics that uh, is, is the most concern for them from a national security perspective. And then the other side, is, which was surprising as well, was you know, from a financial security side that the the older population in our survey was least likely to be worried about financial security, financial concerns. And so the, those two were kind of uh, you know, interesting pieces of information I pulled out of the survey. So you're asking about the financial security. What, what is the objective of those kinds of questions as it relates to understanding more about IT security? 
Good question. The way we look at it is our customers at, at Unisys, you know, their customers are the consumers that we survey. And so understanding the consumers or the citizens that are asking for these types of services and understanding what they, they're concerned about as far as security from financial, internet, personal, and national security issues, we can help develop solutions for our customers that will meet the needs of their customers. And so that, that's why we see the importance of this survey. Now we can go back in and talk to our customers about financial security, talk to them about the importance of protecting their brand online and implementing stronger security measures that allows them to protect personal identifiable information. And they can build that into their brand. And that's something we, we find a lot of power in being able to go back to our customers and develop solutions that will help meet those needs. A lot of our listeners are people in their organizations responsible for IT security, information risk management. What should they take from this survey? I think a couple things. One is, yeah, they're, again, their customers, when, when they look at are they doing enough today to protect their customer information? Uh, you know, we, I think we've had the preconceived notion in the past that uh, people don't want security at all because it's an inhibitor. And some of the results here around, you know, again, going back to like the strong passwords or the use of biometrics, those are areas where we're seeing consumers are becoming a little bit more savvy around cybersecurity issues. And so you know, forward-leaning organizations have the opportunity to embrace that and to develop solutions uh, that can meet those consumer needs of the security-conscious consumer. And so I think you know, from a risk management or from a, an IT organization looking at these survey results, this is a way for them to connect with their consumer base and to understand how they can enhance security while also you know, maintaining the ease of use of the system. As you indicated earlier, this this bodes well for organizations that are addressed with the BYOD, bring your own device phenomenon that's happening, where they can probably ask their employees to do certain things to make sure not only their devices, but the uh, the IT of their organizations are secure. That's right. These devices are going to come in one way or another, and it's it's better to have an approach that embraces that uh, with through the use of you know policy, acceptable use policies, and developing the procedures for managing devices in the infrastructure to securely managing those devices. And there's a and if you can balance it the right way and work through the process that needs to happen, you can enable the organization to be more productive. Because it's kind of this implied uh, you know, relationship where employees are, are willing to go in and use their own device, but they expect to be able to go on Facebook during the day. But they're also answering emails at 10 o'clock at night. And so that productivity gain, I think, still is there. And that's a good case for you know, moving this direction and embracing it through the right level of security. We don't want to over-secure it. So you know, the results from this survey say you know, we don't want to force complex passwords on everyone, but we want to give choices that makes it more secure for the employees. Anything else you'd like to add? Overall in the survey, the concerns that we're seeing today and, and the concerns for the up with regards to the upcoming presidential election, some of the areas that the survey respondents are, are most concerned about uh, that the you know presidential election should address. So around national security issues, border security, um, internet security, and protecting our critical infrastructure, I think those are areas of focus as well and something that should be brought out into more of a debate and discussion about what is the right level of security for protecting our critical infrastructure around the country. Well, thanks, Steve. Great. Thank you, Eric.
I've been speaking with Steve Vincic, Vice President and Partner at Unisys Global Security Solutions for Information Security Media Group. I'm Eric Chavro. Thanks for listening.